ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the DualSense podcast. Johnny, why are you laughing? <laughs> Pre-pod mishaps. Continue. Oh, I'm just trying to do the intro and I just see Johnny like struggling to keep his laughter and he's like bouncing around. As always, I am your host, Andrew Roscoe, and today I'm joined by the same guy as usual, the unnecessary one, the badger of the high desert, the curly-haired one, Johnny. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you, Johnny. I was, like, waiting for you. All right. So, we're going to do something slightly different uh, today just because there wasn't that much noteworthy news this past week. Like, real quick, I'm just thinking off the two things. Like, one... There was that. Uh, Johnny, did you catch that thing with Jim Ryan said that they were going to push like PS5 production? Yeah, it's not really a surprise. Uh, people were just worried that Sony wasn't saying a whole lot. Yeah, but even then, like, that's kind of like a non... That's not really much of a story in itself. It's just like, hey, I promise we're going to make more. It's like, okay, good luck with that. Because I still need one. Anyways, and our other actual story we have so far that was news to me, but Johnny brought it up to my attention, is that... Sony is testing a PlayStation video streaming service in Poland. This story comes from multiple sources, but the one I'm using is The Verge. TheVerge.com. Uh, this is written by Taylor Lyles. Taylor Lyles. So if you want to read that article, go ahead. Uh, it starts with, it says, following a leak yesterday. So this article is from two days ago. So I'm guessing yesterday was Wednesday. Sony confirmed that it is testing out a service called PlayStation Plus Video Pass. With a one-year trial in Poland that will allow subscribers to stream movies and TV shows. As the company looks at ways to expand its online subscription, Video Game Chronicles reports. Speaking with Polish website Spider's Web, Sony Interactive Entertainment, Global Services VP Nick McGuire said that the service would be a streaming app available to PS4 and PS5 owners with a PS Plus subscription at no additional cost. The service will include 15 movies and 6 TV shows, Owned by Sony Pictures, with more on the way every three months until the trial concludes. McGuire says that the company decided to hold the test in Poland based on specific data, noting the test will allow Sony to see which titles are most watched and how often PS Plus subscribers use the service. Though the exec executive did not comment on whether the service would roll out to other regions. Video Pass could be a new way for the company to increase the value of its online subscription service beyond gaming, as the company does not have a direct competitor to X to Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass, which is a Netflix-like subscription service with access to a robust library of digital games available for download and play. There's like two more paragraphs on that, but if you guys want to read that, it's just extra information about the trial. Yeah, it just talks about Sony acquisitions versus like streaming stuff, so... Anyways, you guys can go to The Verge and read the rest of that if you want. Johnny, what do you think about this? Uh, it's definitely not a competitor to... Definitely not. But it's a bonus it's, for sure. It's a start. I like the idea. Especially that part at the end when it says, like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, Sony's, like, not on the same level with, like, it's like, yeah. Like, I'm not sure if this is, um... This definitely does not address or fix the situation. But Sony had that service, right, to watch, uh that type of content before and they canceled it right they got rid of it that was a different thing where they was had like a you yeah was that, that was that was like a tv subscription uh program yeah so it sounds like they're just gonna merge that well this sounds it. like way less robust right it said how many movies 15 movies and six tv shows that's like not really much 
Yeah, TV View, I remember that because I remember I brought it up to my mom. Uh, I told her, like, hey, we could get this. Like, they had, like, Telemundo, Univision. They had, like, all these, like, mm-hmm. like actual regular TV channels, like, in bundles. But it was still too expensive compared to the just, just going with a dish. So yeah. we didn't. So I don't think Sony's going to promote this as the Game Pass competitor. Nah, not even close. I mean, it's a nice plus, though, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Xbox is not doing this. Right? They're just doing the Game Pass thing. So, uh, I mean, that's nice. Interesting they went with Poland, though. I guess I'm guessing Poland's, like, not too big, not too small. It's, like, the perfect sample size, I guess, to figure out, like... That's probably why why the why it's so few films and shows. Oh, I guess they're support Polish. Yeah. They support Polish language, maybe. That makes sense. I mean, it's not something I'm excited about, but it's kind of just more, I guess, frosting on the cake kind of thing. It's like, hey, like, if you're offering that, like... I'm always looking for something to watch, so... Yeah, but, I mean, if they're going to ramp up the production of video game series and film, that makes mm. a whole lot of sense. Because I would really like to watch that. Here's the Uncharted film collection. Yeah, you can only watch the series on the on the PS Plus. Unless you have HBO Max, you can watch The Last of Us show on here, kind of thing. Until Sony is makes something robust enough to compete with HBO, right? I suppose so. I mean, I really don't... I don't like all these competing streaming services. It's just too much to keep track of. It's no, like, it is, but it is competition, which we do. Well, yeah, I just wish there was less. Like, no one cares about, like, NBC's, like, Peacock Network. Oh, or, sure, no. or, like, um, which one's that other one that has the... I mean, Hulu's alright, but... Yeah, I I wish it was, like... Just give everything to Netflix. Everybody just give everything to Netflix. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you have right now? Or watch on the regular? There's Netflix, Disney. I what I pay maybe for? Maybe Amazon Prime. I have Disney Plus. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. Only for probably like one more month. I just got it just so I can watch um, Fear the Walking Dead. And I have Crunchyroll, so because I like to watch my anime. So those four are what I have right now. Mm-hmm. And then I have HBO Max through a friend. Uh, like I said, not. Not really an answer to Microsoft's Game Pass, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, more content is something. I'm not going to snub my nose at it, even though it sounds like I am. I just wish... Um, I want them to get their act together and come up with a viable Game Pass rival. All right, so that's our only news story for the day. Johnny, What's what up? have you been playing? Nothing new, really. I've, I have a PlayStation now still, giving it that test trial. Or that trial period, whatever. Did you but get further into Borderlands 3? No. Next time you're on it, though. Do you have it installed? I think I just deleted the other day to make room. <laughs> I'll give it a try. If I like it, I'll let you know. And then we can try together. And see I think I like it. It's more Borderlands. Although, I will tell you, the writing is less clever. It's not the right. They switched uh, writers from Borderlands 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because like, a lot of the jokes don't land the same way. It's kind of like, mm. Like, that was, like, a funny meme back in 2015 or 2016, but it doesn't land, like, in 2021. So they're recycled jokes? Not that they're recycled. They're just, like, you can tell, like, the, it's a little behind the times when it comes to, like, certain, like, references. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ah, okay, like, you had this one. Like, you've been saving this joke for, like, years kind of thing. But uh, the gameplay is way more solid. It's way smoother. Like, the, the frame rate's better. You get a lot more vehicles, right? And there's more options for vehicles, yeah. How's the AI? Because last time they were just in the way... Uh, they're not sponges. as bullet-spongy as they used to be. But they're definitely not flinching from every attack you're throwing at them either. There's like a good, like, 
compromise between the two. But are they sneaky? Do they flank you this time? Yeah, they definitely flank you. Yeah, they, they just I, walk straight. They I seems to prove there'll be times where I'm like shooting like enemies, and I'm like, like who's shooting me? And I'll turn around like someone like behind me, like oh, I'm like I, I when did that happen? Okay. Yeah, the, the overall gameplay is much better. There's like a lot of DLC and support for it. They have like a season pass, and like they do events like with with the holidays. So there's like a lot of. It's still going strong. They're still getting a lot of support. So. Uh, it's definitely worth jumping in if you haven't played it already. Uh, I just played it just to get to the story, get to the end, and just so I could like say like, okay, I rolled credits, I'm done with this game. But if you're playing, and I know that you're, and if I know that you're playing at that time, mm-hmm. I'll definitely reinstall and hop back in. I'll, I'll give it a try. Because I only because I only tried one of the four characters, and I'm curious how the other three play. Uh, what what else have you been? Uh, I've been on Wreckfest. I tried uh, the Crew 2, I tried Need for Speed. None of these uh, racing games are doing it for me, though. Not even Need for Speed? No, I think the issue is I'm used to having that mic, that exchange with somebody, you know? Okay. And the games are kind of dull. If it's not if it's not a, a narrative game, and I have to be in the game, I feel like I have to be in the game alone, then I don't find the need to play. It's just boring. Where are you at with Frostpunk? You finished that one, right? No, I got more scenarios. I got three more scenarios. So you actually went back for more? <laughs> no, I left it on pause. But the scenarios just take a long time to develop. Okay. So I'm going to pause it, and then I'm going to purchase that game for sure. Mm. I don't want to really spend any more time on, on PS now to play it. Uh, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Aside from that, I feel like I'm just waiting for the PS5. Like, everything I want to play, even if it's on <sighs> PS4... Yeah. I want to play it on the PS5. Yeah. So right now I feel like ah, there's nothing to play when really there is, but I just want to get the the best experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say the same thing, but I also just don't want this podcast to become about me complaining every every week about not having a PS5 because it's a little demoralizing. But I, I, I'm the same way too. We're like, remember how last week we were talking about like Miles Morales, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really want to play that game. I was like, oh, I can just get on PS4. But like, nope. I could, but I won't, because that's not the ideal way to play it. Yeah, so, I mean, what are some games that we won't play on the PS5 that are really seen... I know I'm probably not going to have it in time, but I'm going to play RE8 on PS4 if I don't have it on PS5. All right, so there it is. We got that. I'll make that compromise. We got RE8, we got Spider-Man, Returnal. Uh, There's some old games I want to play on the PS5. Uh, CTR, Crash Team Racing. I I was playing Fallout 76 for a while last year. It's like the MMO version of Fallout. Yeah. But it has like annoying load times. I really want to play on the PS5 because I'm assuming... I don't know for sure if it has like a graphical update. But I'm sure that the frame rate and that the loading times would be drastically improved on it. So in addition to Returnal, Returnal is like the main reason right now. Yeah. But there's like other secondary like reasons that I want to get it for like that for that boost, you know? Yeah, Kenna should be out soon. Uh, uh, Bridge of Spirits, right? Yeah. I was like, which one again? Yeah, that one. That one looks interesting. But like, what else have you played, Johnny? Is it just Frostpunk, Borderlands Three, Need for Speed? Yeah, I tried all those fighting games. Uh, Mortal Kombat. What was the game I told you last time? Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue was fun. Uh, I haven't spent enough time. And I'm surprised so you like Blaze Blue because I want to buy it. But I'm surprised you like Blaze Blue because like that's like you're not really into someone who's like into like anime as hell looking games. For fighting games, I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's very 2D, very anime-esque, you know? Yeah, also sort of like a, a Borderlands. I'm, I'm not into that. 
Uh, what is that called? Uh, it's more like cell shaded. It's not true cell shaded. Yeah, there's a different word for it. It's not cell cell shaded. What's the difference. Cell. So uh, okay, I don't know why I'm slurry. Cell shaded is more like if you ever played uh, Ultimate Spider Man, or like uh, there's this game called Thirteen. It was on the PS2. So does it look like the costume that's in the current Spider Man? That cell shaded. Uh, that's cell shaded. The one that's like that special costume in Spider Man where yeah. it's like hey, okay. That is true cell shaded. That doesn't look like Borderlands, right? It's like a different. So what's Borderlands? I forget what it's called. I remember I read an article like a couple, like I want to say two years ago, where someone like it was a journalist who said like Borderlands is not cell shaded. Like that's not true cell shaded. Cell shaded it has like a different like look to it. It has like a glossier. No, it has like the. I'm trying to describe it. There's like a specific art style to it. It has like certain. Um, like the outlines of characters have like the black outlines, mm-hmm. and Borderlands the characters don't really have the, that same thing. They it's not the same. Yeah, Associated has like that look where it's like no matter what you view something from like a certain angle, like it always looks like it's facing you kind of thing. Okay, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like, yeah, it's not true Associated. But I think everybody calls it that just because we don't really know the proper term for it. But it's like the closest thing to it, so that's why we say, "Oh yeah, Borderlands is Associated," but it's not truly. It's kind of like when people say, don't know like the difference between like a magazine and a clip. Like they both hold bullets, mm-hmm. but they don't functionally operate the same way. But like, anyways, I'm kind of getting into the weeds here a little bit. Was that all you've played? Was you say you like, you like Blaze Blue, you like Tekken. I don't think there's that many fighting games on there, right? No, there's Mortal Kombat. There's a... Uh, That's Injust- right, there is Mortal Injustice Kombat. Injustice is on there. Oh, you enjoy Injustice, didn't you? I still prefer Mortal Kombat. Did you play at least the story mode for Injustice? No, I didn't play the story mode. The story mode is actually pretty cool. Like, I enjoyed it. Because it yeah. forces you to, like, switch characters for, like, different scenarios. And, like, the story will play. Like, there's times in, like, I don't know if it's in Justice 1, but Justice 2, it'll ask, like, there'll be a fight between two heroes, like, in the story. Mm-hmm. And it'll ask, like, who do you want to play as? And, like, if you win as that character, like, the story will, like, change and, like, advance forward. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw some of those on YouTube. The fatalities are pretty cool. What are they called? In, in I don't know what they're called, but it's, yeah, it's the special input thing. Yeah, like I like the Green Lantern ones, which is the giant mech. Nah, that? I didn't catch that one. Oh. I saw the one for for Batman, where the, where the what is it called? The bat plane comes to the moon, goes to the moon, and just shoots him down. He he yeah. hits them with the with the with the we call it the grapple thing. Yeah, drags them up to the sky, launches them. Is that a Falcon? And what then mm-hmm. like a full time recovery kind yeah, of thing, sort of like that. And then he like he like shoots them out on their way down or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, those some are cool. I like the Robin one too, the one he does with the little bomb thing. No, what is that? I think it's only in the second one, but like where Robin will do the thing where he throws like he has like his own version of like batarangs. Okay. But they're, like they're explosives. So like he does like one where like he tosses like a whole bunch of them and like the character like he's facing like dodge all of them except for one and like that one explodes on them or something like that. Yeah. There's a couple there's a couple variations. Um also, like, I like the environmental attacks, too. Like, when you use, like, the objects and stuff in the environment to, like, hit them. Or, like, when you... Or sometimes, like, you switch stages because of something you did. Mm-hmm. Or you cause enough damage that like, you send them flying or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just is kind of cool. Uh, I like the story. I like the campaign of... Um, Wait, so you did the whole campaign? For I one, Only for the second one. I don't remember the first one, really. The second one, I got much further in because I was at a friend's house and like he had me like play the entire day campaign. Yeah, I thought you said you weren't really into fighting games. I'm not, but I was in this case because there was actually like a story. Oh, okay. So, anyways, all right, I think we're caught up right with you. Yeah, I've played more of them. I just don't recall them because they're kind of forgettable games. 
Okay. Uh, as for me, I've played. I've been uh, like I told you, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, but I actually stopped about halfway through the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally reached like the. I reached the level cap for the base game, which mm-hmm. is like level fifty. And at this point, like I, ha- I finally have like the full like ninja like actual garb, like the the gi and everything. It's kind of like uh, did you watch Daredevil, Johnny? The season, the Netflix show? No. Okay, I'm trying to think of an example where it's like, think of like a character like in a show or a movie or whatever, and like, you know, they have like an iconic outfit, but they don't get it like off the bat. Like it's not until like the season finale or, or. Well, it's like the Marvel films; they do that a lot. Yeah, we're like okay like at the end, like they finally have that look. Yeah, yeah. Like for the most of Final Fantasy fourteen, I was just like wearing like whatever generic clothes, like mismatching clothes, and I just go for it because it has like high stats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I finally I got to like the end of like the ninja like like sub story, and like the guy who's like training me to be a ninja, like he's like here, like here's like your full set, and I saw like I had like that moment kind of like where um, kind of like Iron Man when he first puts on like the red and gold suit after using the crappy silver one. All right. Where, like, everything, like, like oh, like, here's the gloves, here's my shoes, here's, like, the... It's the hot rod red. No, yeah, kind of. No, actually, what? it's, like, it's like a dark blue purple. No, I mean when Iron Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the paint job, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh can we also get some, like, what is it? Something about, um, something to fight the frost or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like a gold alloy or something like that. It's like, that's why he's, like, red and gold or whatever. Oh, uh, right. But uh, I finally got, like, my ninja guard. I finally had that moment where, like, I finally have, like, the, I, I suit up, so to speak. Uh-huh. And, like, my character looks, like, so badass. I'm like, yes. Like, I got to, like, the point where, like, okay. Like, I'm ready to go with the main story. But I'm kind of... Now that i reached that point where I reached, like, I have, like, the best, like, gear. And I can put... I've, I've been getting, like, the best weapons and stuff. I'm kind of, like, um, kind of burned out for a little bit. I've been playing that game, like, nonstop for, like, three weeks. And I'm like, okay, like, I need to take a break. Right now, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, as of recording, because I think it ends next week, uh, there is a spring sale going on on PSN, uh, up to 75% off on some games. I picked up three games I've been meaning to play for a while. Uh, I got Metro Exodus, which Johnny probably won't play because it's first person. Do you know which one Metro is, Johnny? It's like this Russian theme, kind of like Uh, post-apocalyptic, like game yeah i've had a couple of people recommend it but i i can't get into it and it looks dated there's been remasters though right no this is the newest one it came out like two years ago you're thinking of metro 2030 2033 and uh first slide or whatever it's called the other one yeah, those got remastered from like ps3 era i think okay but uh the one i'm playing well i just bought it i haven't played it yet i just started uh this one came out like i want to say 2019 so it's like the most recent one uh, I haven't played it. I got it for like, it was like 11 bucks, which is like down from like thirty nine ninety nine. So because I was on sale, I bought that. I also bought, um, and I think you've heard me complain about this before. I bought a ukulele, which is a spiritual success, uh, sorry, spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. And like, I didn't know how much of this game was like a, was like. So what is it? Like two characters? Yeah. Together? Yeah. You're a, you're a chameleon with a bat on your head. All right. And, like, it's, when I first saw it, I remember when I first saw this game, like, back when it came out, this is, like, 2017, 2016. I was like, eh, like, okay, it's not Banjo-Kazooie, but, like, I get what they're trying to go for. Wait, so it's Nintendo, or? It's a different company. It's a spiritual successor. So, the studio that made this game, uh, I forgot their name already, but they have developers on their team who worked on the original Banjo-Kazooie. So, there's some people on the team who worked on the original, like, the first two. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But this game, like, I finally got it for, I think it was like $8.99. Like on the, right now on the sales, I'm like okay, I can finally like I'm at eight ninety nine. I'm willing to take the plunge, so even if I don't like it, it's not like that big of a deal. Yeah, but I went in there, and I was like, wow, I didn't know how many, how much of this game was just basically Banjo Kazooie. So the mechanics, the mechanics um, are extremely similar. Like even the moves you learn are very much like oh yeah, like, I remember doing that. Like there's a there's a ground pound thing where you jump up in the air and then you smash the ground like by flipping. That's like an exact same thing that Banjo and Kazooie do. There's another move where you can't like. There's like slopes that are too steep for you to walk. Mm-hmm. So what you do in the original Banjo Kazooie, you ha- you turn on your back and Kazooie's like legs uh, carry you up the way. In this one, uh, you roll up in a ball and you just roll up the slope. Because if you try to walk up, it's like too it's too slippery, so you just fall down. So you have to like roll up the slope as a ball, and that's like almost mechanically the same as what you do in Banjo Kazooie. The enemy variations, even the music, Johnny, even like the music, like you listen to the music, like, like yeah, this sounds like Banjo-Kazooie. Like everything, the, the HUD, the menu, like when you go into the, when you push pause, it shows you like start game, like collection, like, because there's like collectibles and stuff, right? And there's like different like things. And it's like almost like the exact same font as like Banjo-Kazooie. So this is like, I know there's like a lot of games that are like spiritual successors to other games, right? But this is like... It sounds like they just did like a palette swap of the characters and like really up like the the environment and the graphics. But it plays so much like Badger Kazooie that I'm like, I'm loving this game right now. I'm lo- it's it's everything I wanted from like a next gen Badger Kazooie. It's just not banjo. So do you compare it to or did you go on something like Metacritic and see how everybody else No, I haven't checked yet. I haven't checked yet. I never bought like, up reviews. That's why I kind of just never got into it. But I, seeing it, how cheap it was, like, I decided to buy it. I'm like, this is basically Banjo-Kazooie. Like, the music is the same. The, like I said, like, the HUD, the layout, the mechanics. Obviously, it's, like, way more modern in terms of, like, platforming. Like, there's some things that are, like, like, yeah, that works better now. Because back then, that kind of wasn't, like, it's, like, there's mechanics where... There's not as much jumping, like traditional platforming, because that's kind of like, that's not really... In 2021, that's just not a big... That's not cool, I guess you could say. But there's like other mechanics where like... um, The double jump is like very similar to Banjo-Kazooie, but there's things like where you can like shoot like these frozen berries or like hot berries. Yeah. The humor is very much the same. Like they break the fourth wall a lot, like how Banjo-Kazooie does. Like in Banjo-Kazooie, I remember like there's a joke with one of the characters is like about a cuss. And then Banjo's like, hold on now, like, this is a family game, like, you can't talk like that. <laughs> and then and you can lately, there's an example where, uh, I remember earlier today when I was playing it, there's a part where one of the characters is like, like, oh, no, 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 like, that's, that's in like the next level, that's the, we have to go to, like, the, the desert level, or something like that, where it's like, they're like, it's very, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, they're aware uh-huh. it's a game kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, no, that's in, that's in the next, like, chapter two, or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, they have, like, the same kind of writers, like. And it makes sense too, because a lot of the people who are working, who worked on this game, are like veterans of like Rareware from back in the day when they worked on Banjo Kazooie. So I'm loving, I'm loving the game. Uh, a lot of the things are swapped out, but it's like the same thing. Like in the first game, in Banjo Kazooie, you're looking for like jiggies, kind of like how you look for like stars in Super Mario. What are jiggies? Jiggies are jigsaw pieces. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But in this game, you're looking for pages of like a golden book. So like, so it's not like straight like copyright infringement. They just change the jigsaw pieces to like pages in a book. Even the shooting mechanic is like very similar to Banjo Kazooie, where you shoot eggs. You have flaming eggs. You have frozen eggs. You have explosive eggs. Here they're berries, frozen berries, flaming berries. Like it's like 
it's pretty much a true like to like faithful recreation like it's a spiritual successor so i'm loving the game i i'm kind of i'm glad i got it now but i'm kind of bummed like man like i should have just got this when it first came out because like this is something i've been like wanting so bad and it's like it was just there i just never gave it like the time and time of day kind of thing so i'm glad i found that uh the other game the third game i bought it was a game that i've been interested in playing for a while but the price point was never just right this game called house flipper from those two words, Johnny, what do you think the game is? House Flipper. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's a... You buy, like, fixer-uppers, and you go in there, and you do the repairs, you do the cleaning, and then you just flip it for more pro- for profit. And then you kind of, just, kind of just keep doing that over and over. So I was like, this sounds cool as promise for a game, but I'm not paying, like, 30 bucks for it. I saw it for, like, $11 on the, sale, on the spring sale. Mm-hmm. I was like, $11, I'm willing to jump in for and it's kind of funny because, like, I'm learning, like, a lot of things. Like, the game teaches you how to install, like, an actual, like, um, radiator. I remember you telling me you bought... Go, go ahead, continue. Like, it shows you how to actually put in a radiator. Like, we had, like, uh, like remove, like, the hose thing from the wall. Put it in. Then you, like, tighten the screws and stuff. Like, it has you actually do manually, like, each of the little things. It makes sense that you're, you're enjoying this because you told me you bought a, a game based on building a PC. Right. I think it's from the same people. Uh, right. I'm pretty sure because like the menu has like the same font and like the music. At, I have to double check. That was PC building simulator. Yeah, this is like very very similar. Where it's like, like okay, like no, you don't just do like we don't just automate the whole process for you. Like no, you have to hold this. You got to turn this around. I can see this game being becoming very quickly redundant and very tiring in the future. But, like, I'm only, like, I only put about three hours in, and I'm kind of, like, enjoying it. Like, okay, this is cool. Like, I like learning things that have, like, useful applications outside of the game. Right? Like, the PC building simulator I told you about, like, I actually know, like, oh, like, this is what the GPU does. Like, this is the the, the slots for the RAM for, like, oh, you put the, the very thin, like, razor-thin, like, RAM little, the uh, we call them, the, the strips, right? They're, like, strips, right? They look kind of like a hair comb kind of thing. I don't know what to call them, but I, I know what you... They're like, they click into place, like the little yeah. rat, the sticks are like 16-bit, uh, 16... They have like a ton of little teeth on them. Yeah, yeah like like a comb, like a hair comb. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that has to go there, that has to go there. And it's like, oh, like the computer won't turn on. Like, it won't tell you why it won't turn on. You have to go back and actually look for what's missing. And it's like, oh, you didn't attach thermal paste to the CPU and you didn't close all the way. So that's not working. Yeah. Or stuff like that, where like they like actually learn like real life applications, like that stuff is cool. So or the CMOS battery. Yeah, there's certain parts where like, oh, I have this. Like, oh, it turns out these RAM sticks are not compatible with this. Um, uh, what's called something board? What's it called something board? The motherboard. Motherboard. There you go. Like, oh, they're two different because they use like actual licensed like brands, and they'll tell you like, oh, like this isn't compatible with that. It's like, oh, well, now I know. If I ever decide to build a PC, like, can't use that. Does it have the is it made up names for the brands? No, they're all like actual ones. Uh, they're like actual brands, except it's not the huge players. Like you don't see like Razer or like uh, uh you do see, for example, like uh Intel, and um, oh, what's the other one thing of HP and stuff like that. But you don't see like there's no, for example, I don't think there's any Macs in the game. There's no, there's no like Apple products because these are all like Windows based computers. Okay, so like stuff like that. It's really cool. It's really cool. You so yeah, you buy houses, you're like ugly or dirty or like decrepit, and you kind of like have to like fix them up. Like you have to actually manually clean the floor, 
you have to like clean spots and stuff like that and just like you know restore it to the point where you can like make a profit on it so that's really cool but other than that ukulele i'm gonna start metro when i get home not today but probably like tomorrow and then right before we started this i actually got to finally finally play the resident evil 8 demo mm-hmm. off of your ps4 because i forgot to do it when i was at home yeah does that void mine i don't care but you're gonna get to play it twice right because it's, it's going to expire. You only get to play for a day, huh? Yeah. Uh, I oh, might, so yours now is going to expire, know, huh? Huh? Yours is going to expire by the time you get home, right? I don't know for You're sure. You're probably just going to go to sleep. I don't know. Well, now that I played yours, like, I know what to do, like, for some things. I can probably uh, get... Oh, so you could do a quick run. Like, I can get further, I think, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to I'm going to try that. Um, I got, obviously, like, the HUD, the things you do, the aiming... The combat's very Resident Evil 7, which makes sense. Like, because like, I think they kind of perfected the combat with Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why RE2 and RE3, the remakes, play very similar with like the, the way you aim and everything and like the quick turns and all that. Mm-hmm. It played very well. It looks amazing, dude. It looks really good. Yeah, we were starting at what was it? The, the chandelier. Uh, there was like this weird, not a mural, but what you call it? Like, when I said, like, oh, all those guys are like fighting each other. With the, the dungeon? That dungeon area where it's like all the guys are facing each other on the wall, like a stone, like relief kind of thing, uh-huh. with all these swords and like they're on the wall. Remember, and you're like, oh, like you say, oh, move that chandelier to light that thing. Yeah, like that whole. Oh, how it was so detailed. Yeah, it, it wasn't just a texture. It was. It was not like just a superimposed like texture. It was like actually it was like all detailed models. The lace on the curtains. The lace that, that tripped me out, dude. You just ran into it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is detailed, dude." Like it's not just kind of like a. Skin. It was a really nice pattern, and mm-hmm. it was, the depth elaborate. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could see the light coming in. I was like, "Wow, that's like that's very next gen, especially for PS4." I mean, PS4 does like great stuff. Obviously, it's not like that old, but just like I'm trying to imagine, like how does this look like on PS5? Mm-hmm. I got that FOMO again, so. Anyways, but also I got like the I guess because it was a castle portion. Uh, but there's very... a ton of detail on everything. Like you just look at the chairs and how ornamental they are. Right? There was a part where there's like a little bowl of fruit, like on one of the tables, and like you can see like like no those those grapes are individual grapes. Like that apple is actually like tech like modeled prop like it's I don't know if it's three D scanned or whatever, but it's like that looks like it's not just like all one giant piece melted like blob together or whatever you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like it looks really good and just seeing like how beautiful like the actual like i remember there was a point where i was looking at the painting with like the three daughters or whatever yeah i think you probably saw me when i was looking at that too and i was kind of like like i actually stopped to like look at it i'm like like wow this looks really good i'm just thinking like if it looks that good for like nice things i'm wondering like how well does it look for like not nice things in terms of like you know scary gore or whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, just how detailed stuff like that's gonna be later on. Yeah, we got to see uh, what what kind of enemies did we see? We saw that giant guy that sells you weapons, right? The Duke, yeah, the big, the very fat guy. The Duke, yeah, he like, sells you like weapons. We saw the big lady. Uh, some of the witches. Uh, yeah, yeah, we saw the one that attacked that turned into a swarm of bugs. Those guys who are like in the dungeon with the swords and the blankets on their heads. Mm-hmm. I definitely got, like, some, there's, like, portions of the game where, I, not that I felt scared, but I kind of felt, like, like, I slowed down a bit, because I'm like, oh, like, hold on, like, uh, this makes me a little uneasy. Like, that door with the weird eye thing, like, kind of, I did not like looking at that door, where I had to put, like, the red eye into the socket. Like, it just, uh, it just gave me, like, bad vibes. 
But then once it got past the door, it was like, whatever, right? But the, yeah, but the atmosphere that you got from it was, was really dope, too. I couldn't listen to it because I don't have speakers, so I use my earphones. But you told me I had a... The music, yeah, yeah. the music is yeah. very Resident Evil 1-ish. Uh-huh. This is great. Because, like, it felt like, yeah, the mu- I would hear the music, I'm like, this sounds like, there's, like, little, there's, like, little, like, overtones or kind of, like, little hints out of, like, like, RE1, like, orchestral music. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then just it, having, like, a castle in the dungeon and, like, the... the the location. Style of, yeah, the location reminds me very much of Resident Evil 4, which is like uh-huh. one of the other great ones. Yeah. Not my favorite, but I know Resident Evil 4 is like very beloved. And so, um, it feels good. It plays well. You don't feel too light, too stiff. The running, I can barely tell when you're running though. Like when I would run, like I can, it's like, okay, I know I'm moving faster than walking, but not by much, which I guess makes sense. Like you don't want to be like, Zipping around enemies, right? Or at least the game doesn't want to let you do that. Mm-hmm. There's not much else I can really say about it. Uh, it ended before I really got. I don't know if I don't know if there's like a natural ending, like if you can if you can like complete everything you need to do in the demo in 30 minutes. I I don't, I don't feel like I got that far, but I did. I felt like I did a lot of stuff in that time span. The puzzles look simple, but they're well crafted, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I told you, oh, you got to take a well. Yeah, whatever. It's a demo. Yeah, you got to take the eye out of you the ring. You got to take the eye out of the ring. You got to swing around the, the torch to light at the other one. That one I didn't expect. I didn't think... For, I thought, like, all puzzles would be, like, prompts. Like, push X to do this or that. Uh-huh. The one we mentioned with the chandelier, like, all I, I had to, like, literally, like, tap it with my head. Like, move forward. Well, moving... Like, I... Because you said, like, the chandelier move? I'm like, I don't know. Let me go. And I, I would... Because it's low enough where it's, like, eye, eye level, right? Yeah, and then when you turned around, one of the the... The torch was already lit up. The sconce. So we're like, oh shit. The other sconce was lit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought that was already lit like the whole time. Yeah. No, but that mechanic makes sense because back in the other ones, in like part one and two, you had you had to move bookshelves. Yeah. So there's. But here it's like physics based, right? Because it reacts like in real, like yeah. in real life. Yeah. Which is not something I'm used to. I'm used to everything being like push X or slide this around or turn this pillar around or turn this crank or, you know, like those kind of things. So. I guess you have to be like hyper aware of things like you normally wouldn't do in a Resident Evil game. I'm curious to see the rest of the game. I know there's like a there's like a village section, there's like a mine section, there's like a f- really want to know if there's a lab below that village. <sighs> that's kind of like the not the meme, which you call it, but that's kind of like the expected turnout, right? For like I think RE even RE seven had like a had like a lab like near the mine or something like at the end of the game. There's always like a lab section, right? It's usually underground. Probably, I imagine probably. I'm really curious about the story though, like with the crows shooting that, but also like why are these like vampire women? Like you have to, I have to imagine there's some kind of bow, right? Like I don't think they're just born that way. They must have been like, what was the purpose? What's the umbrella connection? Like what's the overall connection to the rest of the series? I'm very curious, so I'm looking forward to that. Another thing, uh, kind of forgot to mention earlier with the story is the there's a rumor, a very credible rumor at that. That one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the first one, is getting remade completely from scratch for uh, either this gen or next gen. But it's, uh, well, let me just go to the story real quick. Let me go to the story. Uh, I pulled up this article from Game Ranked. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is making huge change to combat system. This is according to a recent rumor the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake could be making a major change to the combat system. Fans have been asking for a remake for years, and now it seems that they will finally get their wish. 
According to a recent report, a Star Wars Knights of Republic remake is actively in development at Asper. As, uh, I'm sorry, Aspire. Uh, Aspire is a studio primarily known for porting older games to modern platforms, including a variety of Star Wars titles. Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake has not been officially announced in any capacity, but its existence has been corroborated by reliable sources. YouTuber Mr. Matty Plays first leaked the existence of Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake and its development studio Aspire months ago. Mr. Matty Plays has since revealed more details about what fans can expect from Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake, which will apparently be making some major changes when compared to the original release. Mr. Matty Plays has a proven track record with the Knights of the Old Republic remake, and so he is more trustworthy than other leakers. But fans should still take this news with a grain of salt until an official reveal takes place. According to Mr. Matty Plays, information Knights of the Republic remake is going to be doing away with the real-time turn-based combat system combination of the original game to be more of an action RPG. While this will likely be a controversial move, I'm not liking that. It makes sense when one considers the current gaming landscape when compared to the industry as it was when Kodor originally came out in 2003. Uh, there's a little bit more, but I want to leave a little bit for other people to read. So that article is on Game Rant. Uh, Mr. Matty Plays. Do you know who Mr. Mr. Matty Plays is? I do not. He's one of the people he uh, collaborates with uh, Colin on for the Sacred Symbols. Mm-hmm. He's one of the the people he brought on. Um, not Chris Raygun, but he's like the third other guy there. I don't know if you ever heard him on any of the podcasts. So recently he brought him on? Yeah, recently. Like he's I like, gotta listen to it because I, I stopped listening to it, but I should listen to it now that this guy's on it. Yeah, he's on there. He's part of like the, the whole the whole uh, Collins Last Stand group over there. What does he do? Is he a writer? What, what am I? He yeah, he does like editing. But he also does like short pieces. Like like Colin doesn't feel like doing. He'll do like short like articles and stuff. Like he'll he'll do like a video on a certain topic. that's like probably like, fifteen minutes long or something. But he's like part of like that. He's under that same umbrella now under Colin. Okay, Johnny, you never you never played the original Knights of the Republic, right? I'm not sure. Interesting enough, the original one was made by your favorite uh, Bioware. In fact. A lot of the stuff that Knights of the Republic does is like a template for what Mass Effect does later on. I know that for sure, yeah. Like the whole, like the, the psychic powers that Mass Effect has is basically, it's pretty much the force from Knights of the Republic. Dragon Age does that too, right? Same time. Dragon Age has magic, yeah, because it's like fantasy based, so there's like, you know, there's magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, um, the whole thing about going from planet to planet, like in Mass Effect, you know how you do that, right? You recruit people. Yeah. It's literally the same thing you do in Knights of the Republic. Where it's like you start off as like this character and it's your job to fight this like menace to the rest of the galaxy and you go recruiting like Jedi and like mercenaries and bounty hunters and like droids. Was from... it multiplayer? No, it was never multiplayer. There is an MMO based on it called The Old Republic right now. But uh we don't really talk about that. <laughs> it's not bad, it's just not it's just not what people wanted. It's like would you wanna play a real Mass Effect four or do you wanna play Mass Effect as an MMO? take anything uh, massive okay wrong question yeah. never mind <laughs> but yeah the whole idea is uh yeah they're remaking this game and i'm excited about it i don't like the, the change in combat but i understand it's kind of like an outdated way of playing the original knights of the republic has like a, a turn-based kind of like a i mean it plays out like in like live right but like you pause and you choose like your next selection of like what you're gonna do next i guess you kind of do that in mass effect too right like you like 
switch characters and you're like, okay, this character's gonna do this power or this attack, and then you go back to like you do there's you an element your, of micromanaging, right? A little bit because you have your wheel and then you can yes. you can give commands. But the pause is really short, yeah. Yeah, so uh going to like a more actiony base like real time, like that sounds cool because I'm thinking of like from a visual aspect how cool that'll look with like lightsabers and stuff rather than taking turns with lightsabers. Uh-huh. It's not the same, so... So what do you like about that game that's going to translate well to a new... Uh, first of all, like, okay, so you know how we got, like, the Star Wars remake? the Not the sequels, right? With, like, Kylo Ren and uh, Rey and all that, right? But, like, we don't get, like, actual proper, like, Jedi. There's no, like... I was hoping, like, we would have, like, a, okay, a generation has passed by. We're going to have, like, a, we're going to have new Jedi, new Sith. Yeah, new, we like, thought Finn was going to be a Jedi. And... Yeah, it's kind of just like, nope, they're all gone again. Yeah. So it's just, so, Knights of Republic, this is, like, the period where, like, like there's Jedi everywhere. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, Sith. The Sith at this point are not, like, they're not, like, Palpatine, right? Where it's, like, the always two there must be an apprentice and a master, right? Like, at this point, the Sith are like very pop, like populous. Like there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, yep. so the Knights of the Republic, like that, ser- like that uh, time period. I think it's like uh, three thousand years before the movies. Like that time period is so rich for like stories to tell, and it's just like this is like that. This is like peak peak Jedi, and it's like peak peak Sith. So to see them like like in the game, like there's like Sith everywhere. Like Sith are like regular enemies, basically. A question about the tech uh, for the old Republic. Because you know in the current ones we have the old tech, the stuff that's been worn out, right? Like You're talking about uh, like old future, right? Yes. So what does that look like back then? Right. So they don't have like TIE fighters. They don't have X-Wings. Like the droids are not the same kind of droids. Like you don't have like a... They have like their version of what like C-3PO would look like back then kind of thing. Like it has that look where it's like, like man, like there's like things are like... Because you know, like, how in the prequel movies, like, remember how uh, uh, Princess Amidala, she has, like, her, like, her crow mass looking ship? Uh-huh. It's, like, it's, like, quick, it's, like, you can, like, polish it, like, you can see a reflection in it, right? Yeah. But then you have, like, things that have, like, battle, like, scorch marks and, like, rust and it's, like... Yeah, so how old is, is old future? So, in this case, in Nice Little Republic, it's a little... There's a lot of debris. There's like a lot. Of, like I'm thinking about the levels you visit because you visit like Tatooine. You visit uh the Sith homeworld of Korriban, like where the Sith come from. There's like a there's a lot of parts where like even once you get there, like like oh yeah, like this place hasn't been visited like in centuries, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So like there's no Tie Fighters, but there's like ships that are just kind of similar design like Tie Fighters. There's no X Wings, but there's ships that have like okay, you can tell like this was like the Tie Fighter from the future is like kind of based off this old design kind of thing. Oh okay. But they're still not worn out. Some things are worn out. Some things you can tell are like, oh, like this is like the newest model kind of thing. Like, All right. but there is like that old future thing is prevalent in Star Wars no matter what because like, like the formation, like in in the lore of Star Wars, like where the movies take place, uh-huh. like that's like twenty five thousand years after like the formation of like the Republic, of the actual like Republic, like the rules like Coruscant. Mm-hmm. So. Knights of the Republic takes place like about I want to say three thousand years before that, which in the glo- in the grand scale of time is like barely a di- hardly a difference really. That means like the Republic has only been around for like twenty two thousand years. You get what I'm saying? So there's still stuff there that's like old, like it's not just like Flash Gordon, like all polished and like nice and clean. Like it's an aesthetic that has like both new stuff and old stuff. Okay. So, 
don't know why we went off on that tangent about old future, but uh, what? No, that was good. You you were really elaborate on on a really small question that I, had. I know that's like one of your favorite things from Star Wars, right? You like the, the old li- future, the lived in look. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but before that, I asked you, uh, what was it? What you liked from the old game that would translate well to the new? That's just the setting. Just like I, I love when like we have like a lot There's of a ton of Jedi, lot of Sith, lot of Jedi. I love like I know people have different things from Star Wars. They like right? They like like the like the Han Solo types, like your rogues, your like smugglers, and like. But for me, like Star Wars to me is just Force, the Force, like that stuff, like good versus evil, like. Force powers and like lightsaber, like like the elaborate lightsaber fights, like from like the prequel movies. Like I love that stuff. Like I know people say like it looks kind of corny, like dancing kind of, but I think it's really cool. So does do they show a bloodline from there going to Luke? No, oh. no, it has nothing. To, none of that really has any effect in the future because it's so far apart, like time wise. Yeah, there's some stuff. Um, well, not necessarily a bloodline, but like a secret society or something, something like that, like a secret order within the Jedi. That uh, maybe that's. I mean, somebody had to teach Luke, right? So well, we know who taught Luke. It was Obi Wan and Yoda. Yeah, but who, who was who taught them? And there's some stuff like um, if in the Clone Wars cartoon, yeah, like there's references to like the old Repu- like the Knights of the Republic games. Yeah, like there's certain like there's like a. For some reason, I remember this episode where Yoda goes to Korriban, which is, again, the home world of the Sith, like, where they come from. Uh-huh. And he, like, encounters the ghost of, uh, I think his name is Darth Bane. And Darth Bane is, like, a Sith from, like, a couple years after this. Okay. And so, like, and Yoda knows him by name, so it's like, oh, okay, so, like, this aspect of Knights of the Republic is part of, like, the canon, then, like, the official, yeah. like, storyline or whatever. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because a lot of them were wiped out. So how did they get all this knowledge, or at least part of it? Like, was it in some temple where they could dig up? Yeah, uh, in Star Wars, like the Sith and Jedi do this thing. They kind of leave like recordings of everything. Uh-huh. They call them uh, holocrons. Okay, They're like a little pyramid shaped like crystal thing. And like, they, um, for example, like in was it the Last Jedi? Or was it uh, Rise of Skywalker? They show, like, Luke has, like, an actual holocron or whatever, like, his, like, library of, like, the books he keeps on his island. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see, like, he, at one point he has, like, a holocron, which is, like, it's like a glass pyramid thing. But basically what it is, it's, like, a recording of, like, some teaching or something. All right. Think of them as, like, scrolls from, like, uh, like, like, a ninja or something. It's, like, here's, like, this hidden forbidden technique in the yeah, scroll. Yeah, that's exactly what I had in mind. That's yeah. basically what holocrons are. Yeah, where, like, they pass on, like, four, like, like, in, uh... I'm trying to remember what it is. In one of the books for Star Wars, there's like a one of the characters learns like a special like force technique that comes from like this game, and like it kind of like further legit everything in Star Wars kind of references like other Star Wars stuff, and that further kind of strengthens the legitimacy of like the canon or whatever. So there's like things here like Darth Revan is like the main character of Knights of the Republic, mm-hmm. and Darth Revan is like referenced in like because he's like a beloved character in the in the outside of the movies yeah and he gets like referenced like in everything like everyone remember everyone in this galaxy knows who darth revan was like five thousand years ago like even five thousand years later they still know who darth revan was because like he was so important for like that timeline i'm kind of nerding out a little bit like in star wars like history or the lore but um knights of republic is like probably one of the most um there's actually a great uh you know james gunn right 
Yep. He actually referenced other. Uh, he put out a really great tweet about two weeks ago where he says like Knights of the Republic for him is like the best Star Wars property of like even the movies. Uh, let me see if I can find it. James Gunn, Star Wars. Because somebody asked him like, would you make like a Knights of the Republic? He's like, no, there's like not everything needs to be a movie. But he's like. He says, like, by far, like, Knights of the Republic is, like, my favorite Star Wars thing. He says that includes, like, the shows and the movies. I'm trying to find the exact quote. You tweeted it out. Okay, here's an article from Game Rant. It says, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn calls Kotor the best video game of all time. I think he did say that. Uh, James Gunn takes to Twitter as Knights of the Republic continues to trend and declares it as the best video game ever made. <laughs> I mean, it's really great. I don't know if I would say it's the best ever. Uh, that game won, like, I think, like, 50 Game of the Year awards at that time. When it came out. Uh, I'm trying to see if it has a quote. Did they pull a tweet? Oh, here goes. James Gunn says, I see Kodor. It's Knights of the Republic. That's like the abbreviation. It says, I see Kodor is trending, which it should, as it's still the greatest video game of all time. It is my favorite Star Wars thing out of all Star Wars games, movies, TV shows, toys, and comics. So James Gunn is like a super Star Wars fan. For him to say that Knights of the Republic is, like, his favorite thing of all Star Wars, like, that's a testament to how good, like, the writing in Knights of the Republic is really good, Johnny. The writing, the characters, there's, like, a huge major twist, like, about halfway through the game that's, like, consider, it's, like, I see that in, like, the top ten, like, biggest video game twists. Like, that's, like, usually a high, like, number three, number four, because, like, there's, like, things they hint at the twist early on, and then when it happens, it's, like, how did I not see that? Like, what? Like, oh my god, it's so good. I, I, just talking about this makes me even more excited well, about the remake. Yeah, you talking about it and how excited you and how content you are for the story, I think I might have to catch up on it on YouTube. And just there's, like, yeah, there's some... the game that way. There is some good kind of, like, breakdowns, like, like and then they do this, and then this happens. Like, yeah, there's some good... Uh, I saw one that was really good a couple years back that basically summarizes the entire game without you having to play it. And probably, like, without none of the side quests and stuff. But, like, Knights of the Republic is really such a great property. I, re I wish Lucasfilm would do more with it. Because they have, like, this era that's, like, rich for storytelling. And they just refuse to do anything with it. How does it compare to, uh, what's the anime? The Star Wars anime? God, how do I know, not know the name of it? Is it a Star Wars anime? Uh, yeah. Um, with Ahsoka. Oh, Clone Wars. Yeah. I've been saying Clone Wars, like, several times. yeah. Well, it's not the same thing. That's like a season. It's like several multi-season like show. Just the story. Oh, Kodor is much more tight, much smaller, much more condensed, much richer. I think it's without without. It's basically like Mass Effect. It's like the first two Mass Effect games. Is a nice just Republic. with a Star Wars skin slapped on. It's nice to the Republic just darker. It's very dark. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's thing. There's certain things that are kind of just like wow, that was messed up. Like because the, the game lets you be light side or lets you be dark side. Uh huh. And, well, obviously, you play as a dark side, you do way more, like, messed up things. But also, like, um, there's one canon ending to the first game, but there's, multiple, there's like, two or three different endings, and, like, one of them is just really, like, like, huh, I guess the galaxy is pretty much doomed now. <laughs> like, kind of thing where it's, like, I told you, it's very, it's the template, it's Bioware. This is, like, the template for what, like, Mass Effect, they did Mass Effect... Do you know Bioware did Mass Effect because they lost the license to do another? No, didn't know that. They not they didn't lose the license, but I guess the Star uh, Lucasfilm didn't like approve them. Like that's why they ended up doing the MMO one instead because they couldn't do like a proper story or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. why like a lot of the things that are in Mass Effect are like originate like the whole 
recruiting companions across the game, using powers like the was a uh, Casey Hudson uh, involved back then. I don't know. All right. I can't say for sure. This game came out in two thousand three. Mass Effect was oh, what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, I doubt it was in that. So about five, four year gap, maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever you can say. And then another thing is, I want this game to be remade because the original quarter was on a tight like uh time, not budget, but a tight timeline. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of content that was cut from the original game. Like there's been modders who've like restored like certain like there's like two extra planets you're supposed to visit, but they cut them out because they just didn't, didn't have the time. And like there's like modders who like restored that cut content and stuff. So I want to see all of that like. Almost like a Snyder cut, but not really. I just want to see like a proper like, bring back what made it so good and like add just add more polish. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot of Star Wars this last few minutes. Uh, Johnny, let's why don't we go ahead and go into. Our... I was gonna ask you, what other Star Wars games would you want? Remakes of or like are freshly new? Uh, either because I still want a thirteen thirteen, and I want a Pod Racer. Uh, so there's Knights of the Republic two. That game uh, is not as beloved for certain reasons, story reasons, but also, uh, again, that was passed off to Obsidian. So Bioware didn't have time to do it. They gave it to Obsidian to do it. Uh, The story, I think, the writing is better in that one. But that game is much more RPG-ish than, like, uh, it's kind of like, you know how you have that sudden switch from Mass Effect 1 in terms of gameplay to Mass Effect 2, where the gameplay changes drastically? Yeah. I think Mass Effect 2 is much more, like, combat uh, actiony focused right mass effect one well, feels more, more fluid yeah mass effect one is much more like rpg-ish in its mechanics like in terms of what you do yeah so the, the reverse happens with knights of the republic 2 where it becomes they move away from like the like actiony aspects of the game and much more into like the role-playing like like oh you can't do this because you don't have like the right ability oh you can't do that you can't wear this outfit because you're not the right class for it or whatever it's much more gamey. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. It's much more mechanics driven. The story kind of suffers for it. I want that game because that game is much more fun for me because I love RPGs. Mm-hmm. But I want that game to be redone with a proper story um, and some quality of life changes. So that's the only other game I want to be remade. Uh, again, 1313. I think it was supposed to be... I don't know if you were a Boba Fett or if you were just like a mercenary. Do you remember much about Yeah, that? I thought you were just a mercenary. Okay, but you worked under or for Boba Fett or something like that. I think that was the thing. There was, like a, there was a Boba Fett connection in that game. I don't remember what it was, but... I think Boba Fett was like organizing crime for the underground city or something like that. Maybe. Um, I remember seeing that trailer. Like That game looked really cool. Oh, not Boba Fett. Uh, what's it called? The damn blob. Uh, Chala? Yeah. Mm. but I remember the trailer for 1313 and I just remember seeing that game and I was like that's a shame we never got that we never got that because it looked really fun it looked very like Uncharted like yeah it wasn't a, it had I mean, a cover shooter like mechanics like Uncharted yeah I think and I, even the platforming like Uncharted go ahead I'm sorry Amy Henning I think was attached to that I think at that time she might have been to yeah I think she I think she was yeah I think I'm not sure right when, when did she leave the Naughty Dog recently because she went to stadia okay so maybe it wasn't her then okay i could be confused but, uh, there's who is at what place at what time i kind of miss i don't really remember but um as for a new star wars property i would love uh you have no interest in 
Pod racer? Not really. Racing, you know, racing is not really my thing. A pod racer would be cool, but like if I have one wish, I wouldn't waste it on that. <laughs> I want to. Um, I guess what I would really like would be like a, a sandbox style free roam like Star Wars game, in the likes of like Assassin's Creed. I think we talked about this before. We definitely talked about this before. Like, I feel well, like the latest Star Wars is sort of like that. Well, there's that game, the Star Wars game being made by Ubisoft, and I was like, I hope it's like Assassin's Creed with a Star Wars skin. So I want that to be a thing that happens. What you are you pulling for a spot pod no, racer? I don't think it should go with an open world. Are you pulling for a pod racer game? I'd rather take a pod racer game instead of an open world Star Wars. Is a pod racer game the ideal Star Wars game you want? No. What is the ideal Star Wars game you would like? Uh, maybe something involved with uh, Darth Maul. Mm. You know there was supposed to be, a, I believe, like a Darth Maul game that got canceled. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, like this was a couple years ago. This was like 2012, 11-ish. Robot. There's been several Star Wars games that have been like started production and then they just end up getting panned. What about a heavy narrative game with uh, Darth Maul? But the story where his mother dies. We say heavy narrative or type like a, like a telltale game. No, just something that's not so so much action. But no, I, I really want the action. So yeah, it'd be wasteful to have Darth Maul yeah, and not lean into action. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. I think that concludes that. Let's go into our final segment of the day: the pitch. For those of you who don't know, at this point, the pitch is a segment where Johnny and I or I, uh, we have two jars. One is full of themes, one is full of genres, and we shake them around, and we take one paper from each, and we put them together to make a pitch for a video game. Johnny, did you want to team up again for this one, or you do yeah, this one? Here? Okay, so you take that one. I'll take this one. Mm, we just did that one, so I'm not doing that one. Yeah, we just did this one like two weeks ago. We need to stop stop putting the same ones this back into the jar. A little bit too common. What was it? I'm looking for one we haven't done. Like these are the ones that are so recent that it's like ah, like I want to tread through there again. It's hard to believe we've gone through so many of these. Okay, this one works. What you got? Survival horror. <laughs> I got Great Depression. Oh shit! <laughs> Survival horror. Is this the in the Dust Bowl? Is this yeah, yeah. Survival horror, Great Depression. So is this like a dark version of the Great Gatsby or something? What are we doing? I imagine. Okay, so I, do you know what Hoover towns were? The little shanty towns. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be the. That's definitely a Great Depression like era relic. Uh huh. I think with a survival horror, that could work. That could be interesting. Oh. But how realistic is this going to be? Or is this like, is there some type of fantasy element to it? No, I feel like the best horror is like what Resumo does, where it's like rooted in science in some way, where it's not just supernatural elements. Okay. Or if it appears supernatural on the surface, there's like some kind of explanation for it. Dude, I forgot what year this was. The 20s, 30s? Mm-hmm. 20s. I mean, it goes into the 30s, but the Hoover towns were definitely from Hoover's time. They recalled that as kind of like mocking him because he had terrible policies. After the New Deal. So, I'm surprised you actually know what Hoover Towns are. Most people don't know. Okay, that wasn't meant to be a diss. If that sounded like a diss, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out because it's 
it's just a sad time, right? Yeah, it's a depressing time. So it's which really is... difficult to be like, oh, but it's they're right. all just going to be cannibals and they're all going to Okay, that's what I was, gonna... other, <laughs> I was right? thinking. Like, we haven't ate. <laughs> we just pick off random kids off the street. Haven't been paid. This is tough, dude. <laughs> Our money's worthless. How are we going to survive? I mean, it's basically Resident Evil 7. is kind of like that, too. Like, they eat people in Resident Evil 7. The family. Mm-hmm. Like they have like guts and intestines like in the fridge. See, this is kind of leaning into into um. Uh, the film, The Road. Yeah, but that one's like post-apocalyptic. Well, but yeah, it's very similar. Where they eat, right? There's like a group of cannibals. Like... Yeah, but there's uh, there's gonna be an alternate timeline, right? Okay. Like it's the Great Depression, and things are worse than you thought. Because <laughs> I think the shanty town is a good set- setting because it's like there's like narrow paths. It's like it's not familiar, right? Things that are like. But it's a narrative I like. I've really never thought about like humans eating. I mean, Americans eating Americans. Oh, okay. Right? It's usually some like other like third world country kind of thing. Yeah. But it could work. Imagine there's like a shanty town, like a Hoover town, like. So for those who don't know, Hoover towns are basically just like a Brian. I mean, not Brian. Like Johnny mentioned, how they're like shanty towns, right? This is a. This is like peak, peak Great Depression era. I forget his first name. Was it Herbert Hoover? Right, Herbert Hoover. He was a president at the time, and because he was not really a great president, he didn't really do many reforms or like social policies. He was basically kind of just letting America die, not die. Wait, did I get that wrong? Did I? I said after the New Deal. The New Deal is FDR. That's like uh, an, that's yeah, not yeah. for another fourteen, yeah, I felt, thirteen I years. Fucked that up, yeah. So they called him Hoover uh, Hoover Towns to kind of mock him, basically saying like this is like the kind of this is what he supports is like people living like in cardboard, thin, uh, we call it thin sheet like steel or iron or whatever like, basically like when you think of like a favela, basically that's what it was, mm-hmm. but in like in downtown New York, it's kind of things, in other parts of the country too. So. I'm thinking if you could have this kind of setting, like maybe like it's a mining town or like somewhere that's kind of like oh, that sounds that's interesting. Somewhere that's kind of like not so populous, so like it's not like I feel the further you get away from like urban settings, like the scarier things get, like more rural. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll have locations that are sort of up in the hills, mm-hmm. some some mines. Uh, we still gotta go into the city though. Kind of like you know how Far Cry Five does the whole like. You're cut off from the rest of the world, but this is like Montana, United States, but Montana is like so isolated from the rest of like the country. Yeah, because it feels like it's going to end up being like some type of Western. Like No, uh, not Western. That's like, sat, like, that's Red, like Texas. Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I would have this probably like somewhere like in like Virginia or like Pennsylvania, somewhere where it's like, there's like not, I mean, there's big cities, but there's also a lot of rural land, you know? Like, Resident Evil 7 takes place, like, in Louisiana in the swamps. Yeah. So, something kind of like that, where, like, you're in the United States, but that doesn't that doesn't really count for much in this game, you know what I'm saying? I feel like there should be uh, dialogue trees, you know? Mm, okay. You talk to people, the wheel pulls up, you gotta make a decision. I, want, I was hoping there'd be kind of more like a... I want to include, like, time in the sense where, like, there's, like, a starvation meter. And so, like, as you're talking to, like, the NPCs in like, the town, like, as more time goes by, they become, like, more, like, hostile. Yeah, I mean... It's like, oh, like, oh, today, the first day, like, oh, we got rations, we got, like, 
tins of beans. Yeah, it sounds And like... then they kind of just become much more, like, desperate as, as the game goes on. Like, that would be cool. It sounds like Frostpunk, but I don't want to make it a top-down game. No, I want this to be, like, third person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because horror wouldn't work well as a, as a, as a management-style game, I think. So, like... So, who are you? Like... I don't. I don't want to just be a random person. I, well, I was gonna say a kid, but I think a kid would have difficulty with in terms of combat. So it would have to be like a uh, teenager, uh, like a nineteen, eighteen. What if maybe you're a politician? Like people know you. Some people want to kill you. No, I want you to be like a stranger to this area. I don't want you to be like someone who like grew up locally. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, there's like a there's like a rise of a. Uh, infections from like poor nutrition or something you go visit this town try to help the people and then like just like maybe there's like bootleggers or something like where like the locals like running the 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 town or whatever and it's like it's like we don't like you city slicker kind of thing it's like we don't like what you're doing here it's like you better watch yourself or something like that and like secretly they have like a whole like where does this strange meat come from the town? Like, don't ask about it. Don't worry about where the meat comes from. Kind Wait, of what year was Al Capone? That was the 20s, right? Yeah, that was the Great Depression era. Okay. So, because I want to integrate some of that. Maybe we can do a little mafia, a little gang activity. What else? But we have to implement, like, the horror aspects of it, too. Oh, shit, that's right, dude. So that's why I was saying, like, kind of like, oh, like, like, how does this town get by? And it's like, oh, we get, like, these shipments of mystery meat. Like, well, where does this mystery meat come from? Like, don't worry about it. And it's just kind of like, huh. Halfway through the game, the roads are out. Like, oh, we can't get the transport of mystery meat. We'll have to source it locally. And it just becomes, like, a little, like, sinister, like, kind of HP Lovecraft kind of game, like, story. Or it just gets, like, a little darker, a little more, like... Like, huh? Like, there's a, did you hear about like so and so? He like he attacked him with like a pitchfork or something like that. This is tough because I want it to be a little historically accurate, but at the same time, with it being a horror, you can't you can't help but take liberties to it. It's yeah, that's why I said like this would have to be like a rural place where like like history didn't bother recording this kind of thing. Kind of like the Donner Party, you know what the Donner Party is, right? Oh, you know what? I would kind of combine this combine this with the Hills Have Eyes. There you go. That's why I said like yeah. a mining town, kind of like a rural like. Yeah. Well, have you heard of the, you heard of, like the Donner Party, right? No. So the Donner Party that was like a when they were doing like the whole like uh what's that thing called uh the Western um, Manifest Destiny thing, right? So this was like in the eighteen hundreds. There was like doing, like the Oregon Trail stuff. There was a certain group of people mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. left uh, Oregon or I forgot what state it was, heading towards California. Mm-hmm. They get caught mm-hmm. in a blizzard. Uh-huh. They get caught in a blizzard in the mountains, and only like two of the people make it through, and so they were thinking like, oh, like the two kids, uh, the two people who survive is because like the winter killed the rest of the people. And it's like no, the winter like slowed them down. They ran out of food, and then they people they started eating each other. So that's like a real thing that happened. So this is I'm kind of drawing inspiration from that where it's like hard times breed desperation. There's no money coming in. The crops are failing. The dust bowls made it so that like you can't grow anything. And you know, first, first, like the first clues about stuff going bad is like, like, huh? There was more dogs and cats when I first arrived, and now there's like not as like they're disappearing. And it's like, oh, the people are turning to like you know, 
eating anything they normally wouldn't eat or whatever. Like, I want it to be like part horror, part like kind of like a mystery, like like detective kind of exploration kind of thing. Okay. Where it's like you know like the citizens just become just more fair, not feral, but more like you know they have cannibalistic tendencies. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that line's gonna be with. Am I am I gonna be doing harm? Like, do you go full renegade or full uh, paragon? Paragon, or are you just kind of in the middle? Trying. I don't to know if there's like. I guess you could. I get. I was gonna say. I don't know if you can do paragon in this sitting. But I guess you could if you try to like keep people alive, right? Uh huh. But I wanted there to be like a sense of danger, like where like. You turn your back on somebody inside of their house, and you don't know if like they're gonna attack you. Yeah, because they're fucking starving. Yeah, yeah like, I want that sense of like suspense, where it's like, like you don't want to wander around like after the sun goes down, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. This is Mad Max in the twenties. <laughs> what a beautiful. What's that guy say? What a beautiful day, or something like that. The day to be alive. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, is there? Do we need any more elaboration? I think we can just kind of say like developer and name, right? I'm thinking Capcom. Capcom, just because of the horror vibes. But this also could be Konami because Konami is good at the Silent Hill. I think it has to be an American company. I don't think they're they're really gonna. Capcom did RE seven and RE two and RE three, all American looking games. Okay, who can do horror good? Cheesy though. Yeah, some things get lost in like translation culturally. Uh, Don't really want to give it to Naughty Dog, but I feel like they would ace it. You can't give everything to Naughty Dog, Jack, yeah, but just because you love us, dude. Like, I guess The Last of Us kind of it's kind of like the, the road tone, right? That's there. true. That's true. Like, what's his name? Like the the guy from the first game? Like, don't they eat people? What first game? Uh, the guy that you stab in the diner like multiple times. His whole oh, crew was a cannibal. The man. the Piero. Ravagers or whatever they called the, the Joel says, "Oh, I used to be a what's he called? Are they are they scra- scavengers? I don't know. There was no. Anyways, uh, Naughty Dog. I guess when you say that Naughty Dog could, but I feel like we just I feel like we use Naughty Dog as a crutch too much. Oftenly, I don't know. If Studio Bend has experience for this. I mean, they do Days Gone with the zombies, but these aren't zombies. These are just people who are like that. Who does a really good like?" narrative suspenseful like style games oh you know who'd be great for this who did um the until dawn games that's a great one um yeah you know what i'm talking about right johnny yeah so i feel like they have like the dialogue options in that game right yeah i think uh, playstation gave them the boot though that's okay i don't care oh super massive games that's perfect that's what it is huh i didn't know they did that it's interesting because they also did. Um, yeah, you guys should play until dawn. Uh, yeah, they're doing the other, the Dark Pictures anthology. So, Man of Madon, Little Hope. Yeah, that's super massive games. I didn't know that. Okay, you haven't played it, huh? No, I've only played the Russia Blood, which is a VR one where you're like on rails. It's on it. Oh, you have to play until dawn. I haven't played until dawn. I think it used to be one of the free games for one of the months, but I, I think I missed out on it. So well, I have it if you want to play it. Uh, all right, I'll consider that. So let's give it to Supermassive Games, and we'll call it the game. Let's see. Uh, it's a Great Depression thing, Cannibal Overtones. I want like Depression or Depress to be like somewhere in the name. Can we just call it like Hard Times or something? 
You know, there's like a little innuendo there, but I think. <laughs> well, just pick the year. Something 1923. Something. So kind of like that World War One movie, 1917. We're just doing that. Yeah. So pick a name and a year. 1929. Yeah. How about something like hospitality? That's too close to like Resident Evil. Why? Because that's like residence hospitality. I like 1929, but if we can do hospitality. Can you just call it Hooverville? Hooverville. No, that's too on. That's too much focus on him. Yeah. I'm going to say Don't Starve, but that's already the name of a game. There's already a game called Don't Starve. <laughs> what's something they like? What's a title they can like drive the premise home and like still explain like what's going on without it being like overly convo- con- like convo- convoluted? Convoluted title, yeah. American Nights or like American Dusk. Uh, something that's like, because it's like the setting, right? So it's so like, the title should also be a, kind of like a commentary on the times or something, I feel. Like, like Grey Knights or like, uh, like Deadly Dawn. I know I'm thinking of Until Dawn, like Deadly Dawn, but I think of Until Dawn. That's a good name. Deadly Dawn or Deadly Depression. No, that's too actiony. Deadly Depression? No, it's not. I don't know, dude. This is a tough name to come up with. Depressive death. Hunger. But I feel like you can't make it too somber somber because people aren't gonna want to buy it. That's not true. Resident Evil's like, oh like evil. Like, oh, I don't know. There's also like evil within. That's a core game. I think it's something to do with like hunger. Hunger nineteen twenty nine. This is tough. I can't think of a good title. Dark Days. I feel like it's vague enough. The not so great depression. <laughs> restless, dark, restless, hunger. I th- restless hunger, I think, could work. Unending, eternal hunger. I remember looking like toying around with like silence, like Silence of the Lambs, like with the Hannibal Lecter. So like it's like cannibalism was a thing. Like silence of. Um... How about Days Gone? No, we can't do Days. That's a good name for it, though. Is it? Yeah, Days Gone. I think Dark Days could also work. Hungry Humanity, Human human Hunger, Great Hunger, What Remains, The Leftovers. I really just want to go stick with 1929. I really feel like that's like the... I don't think we're going to do any better than that. Let's go with 1929. There you go. 1929. Just leave it there. It's like, what is it about? It's like, oh, like you've got your interest, right? You want to know. Like, like, huh, what happened that year? Then like you try to, you know, you like try to go through your brain and like, what were the events of that year? And it's like, oh, the Great Depression. Like, but okay. what are you going to put on that box cover? Like, the font, you mean? No, what images are you going to put on back of that case? Oh, easy. So I would, I would have like the landscape. It would be like a, it'd be like either like a forest and like in down the middle is like a road and you kind of just see kind of like a, like a couple like shacks or like cabins or something. And then like on top, it'd be like a you know, rustic, Kind of iron looking 1929. The rustic kind of like. So you got two images in the back of the box. What are those? <sighs> really? Okay. Um, gotta have like one, you have to gotta have like one action scene. Yeah, an action scene, but we gotta show and that something it's else, Something else that shows like a HUD or like inventory or something. Or like you talking to somebody. Like that. You have to show like the mechanics right on the on the box. So an action scene can be just be you like running away kind of thing in the dark. Yeah, and I think you have to also have to show a, a scene of desperation. Like, maybe you have... A that is the scene of desperation, running away. Well, yeah. 
But I feel like maybe you got to have a gun in the back of you and then there's two people there. Okay. Like you got to yeah. make a decision. That works. And then the other one would be like you talking to somebody and you can see like the dialogue choices in the like in the screen. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like most bo- on the back of most game of box covers, you see like a, there's like one kind of dramatic cutscene, and then there's like some kind of like, oh, this is actually what the gameplay itself looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, so super massive games. 1929. I think that's a wrap, Johnny. All right, Johnny. So before we end today's episode, is there any final thoughts, words? That's all I got. Uh, I'd just like to say for everybody out there who's struggling like me to get a PS5, hang in there. We'll, we'll get the we'll get through this. I don't have a lot of confidence in Jim Ryan, but he says that they're in an up PS5 production. So let's uh, let's hope that he's right. Let's hope he he manages to do that somehow. So. That said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, <laughs> I don't know why you have a complaint, but if you have any suggestions of any kind, you want to tell Johnny uh, that he sucks, you want to tell Johnny that you uh, that you love him, you want to tell Johnny that uh, he's ruined you for all other men, go ahead and send that to us at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is duosensepodcast, one word, at yahoo.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our episode for this week. Hopefully, you guys uh, stay warm. It's still cold, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, drive safely. Keep supporting us. Keep checking us out. If you like what you hear, let your friends let your friends know. And then, when if they don't know about us, tell them. If you don't know, now you know. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>